Welcome to the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willey, doctor of osteopathic medicine, a best-selling author, and leading expert on holistic, healthy living. Warren is your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. So much of Western medicine, popular diets, and fitness fads put a bandage over health problems, addressing symptoms and not causes, offering short-term results at the expense of long-term health. That's why Warren is a man on a mission, to question the status quo and uncover holistic health solutions you can use in your life, starting right now. Now to get us started today, here's Warren. Welcome, Warren Willie here. Welcome to the Recover Me, that's one word, the, recover, the word recover, with me, capital M, because I believe me and you deserve a capital there, E, Recover Me, one word. Welcome to the Recover Me podcast. This podcast series will be about, gosh, a lifetime of preparation, lifetime of practicing medicine, being a personal trainer, trying to help people achieve optimal health, optimal fitness, uh, the optimal physique, optimal energy, and basically just quality of life. I kind of consider myself a quality of life physician. There's ophthalmologists and urologists and even proctologists out there. I think they're all politicians as well. But besides the proctologists, politicians, and these other specialties, I consider myself a quality of life doctor because the type of medicine I practice is what I've termed recover me because it's so much different. It's so very different from current Western medicine, even alternative medicine. And so in this introductory podcast, I hope to share with you the basic philosophy of the Recover Me theory and practice of medicine and practice of health. But more than that, kind of explain how we got to Recover Me, how it changed. And, and not so much my personal story, because I'm more than happy to bore you with that at any time. What I'm hoping to do is show you the progression of, over history. How did medicine become what it is today? And I'm going to do my best not to be too, too much of a conspiracy theorist, not to get, get, get on top of a, well, they do it for money, podium, whatnot. Just really focus on how did our framework and thought, because I really believe practitioners, be they Western medicine docs, alternative docs, uh, or any health-related professional, really has a golden desire inside to make people better and feel better. Yes, there's a lot. There are a few, of course. I think the exception to the rule is they go into the profession for the cash. Really, there's a lot quicker and easier and less stressful, stressful ways to make cash for all you future medical students or wannabes. But really, I think everyone has a heart to help people. And if you understand some of the history all the way back, and I, I'm not, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to go all the way back. I'm going to go back far enough to where you can get a good conceptualization of, okay, this is why medicine is the way it is, and this is the new medicine coming out, the Recover Me philosophy that I want to share with you. So let me start out by defining Recover Me medicine. And let me do that by telling you a statement I share with almost all my patients, if not all of them. I tell them, Mrs. Jones, Mr. Jones, I can't control your stresses, but I can help your body deal with them better. And that philosophy carries over into every disease state I can think of. Mrs. Fredericks, I can't control your autoimmune disease, but I can help your body deal with it better. Mr. Johnson, I can't stop you from smoking, but I can help your body deal with it better. 
See what I'm saying? It is a meet you where you are practice. I spent years and years and years, especially in the weight loss world, telling people, don't do this, don't do this, quit that, don't do that, don't do this. And I'd count every finger. I'd even pull my shoes off and get my toes out sometimes. And you know what people would do? They'd walk out of the office thinking of one particular finger to give right back to me. Why? Because change is so hard. Yet that is our entire model in health, especially preventative medicine, like I try to practice, is we tell people don't. It doesn't work. Once in a while, you know, if you're familiar with the stages of change, someone may be at that actual stage where, okay, I'm going to do change. I'm going to do it. But it's amazing to me how life events such as a death of a loved one or even a heart attack in themselves really doesn't trigger that change in most people. They may do it for a short time, but then they fall back into old habits. The stresses of life hit them and they start doing what got them there in the first place again. So the Recover Me philosophy is say, okay, I accept where you are. I understand that you need to have three shots of vodka every night when you go home because your work is stressful. I understand that that cigarette smoke, that nicotine is the hardest drug to break. I understand that stuff. I understand you can't get up and exercise in the morning like we're suggesting. So let me help you with a form of medicine that meets you there and optimizes your body to deal with it. Part of the, how this philosophy came about was not necessarily frustration with trying to get people to change, but really frustration with me changing, right? It was not just my wonderful patients I'm sitting in front of day in and day out, but me. How do I initiate change myself? How come I have to give up my pizza and beer on the weekend as I get older and older? Why is it sticking around here more than it used to, right? And so I realized, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to give that up. That's part of my life. That's, that's what I enjoy doing. It's something that I've just accepted as, yes, I'm going to do this. How can I maintain a lean, healthy physique, good lab work, and protect my future for my kids so they have a father and their kids have a grandfather? Well, that's where the philosophy of Recover Me came about. I'm going to cure myself from my own faults when I'm not doing those faults. In other words, and that's the way I eat. And we'll have podcasts on this. We'll have guest lectures. Tons of cool people I have lined up to sit and join us on this little series that talk about how do you live a life to maintain the physique you want, the health you want, the athletic ability you have, the cognitive function you still have as an 80-year-old CEO of a big business. It's what they do the rest of the time how they sleep, how they eat, how they have a contact with a higher power, how they take the right supplements, how they do the right preventative screening that's appropriate for them. How do they continue on their good relationships that give them the goals and desires to maintain that health? All those things, that's what the Recover Me philosophy is, to help you during the rest of your life. So when you do get exposed to stress, when you are exposed to toxins in the environment, when you do go to far too many holiday parties around between the month of Thanksgiving and Christmas, your body recovers and you're fine. You're unscathed from it.
We've seen people, we know the classic people, we tend to blame or give their uh, credit to their metabolisms. They seem to eat whatever they want, drink whatever they want, and never have a weight issue. I would say, one, that person isn't necessarily healthy. A look, a physique doesn't imply health. But two, somewhere along the lines, their body has been able to deal with that lifestyle. Okay, whether it's when they're exposed to toxin, their kidneys and liver, top grade A1 functioning, and they clear those toxins. Whereas someone else might start getting fat around their belly to protect their vital organs from those same toxins, right? So one person gets fat from eating all the processed foods, the other person is able to detoxify themselves from them and doesn't get fat. Metabolically, hormonally, these people may be more in tune and in line to dealing with outside stressors, the foods that come in, all those things. The way their stress hormone affects their body. All these things will make or break an individual in their overall health. It's not just the fact that I have good lucks, good luck, I have good genetics, or thanks mom and dad, whatever. We're gonna talk about that in a few minutes here, how all these different variables really apply Yet they don't. There's such a big picture that I hope to share with you with the Recover Me philosophy. But simple enough, and to start it out again, it is, I will teach you how to allow your body to handle living this century. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So let me get started real quick with just a definition of preventative medicine from regular medicine. Now we know Western medicine, you've all heard the adage, Western medicine is very proactive, alternative medicine is, or excuse me, Western medicine is very reactive, and alternative medicine is very proactive. I would disagree with that. I would say Western medicine, definitely very reactive, but so is most alternative medicine. If we think about it, chiropractic, massage, naturopathic, Ayurvedic, homeopathic, they're still, people don't go to the doctor until they have an issue. And so they're still reacting to it. Now their, their intervention, their reaction to the disease state or concern that shows up their door may not be a classic big pharma drug or surgery like Western medicine. Maybe it's a joint injection, maybe it's a supplement, maybe it's a meditation, but it's a reactive thing. Preventative medicine we in Western westernized preventative medicine, we have a series of tests and studies, but really if you look at them, they're not very useful. We have a standard set of labs we run per age group, including lipids, a metabolic panel, maybe a CBC, maybe a thyroid check, maybe a blood sugar check, but it's still after the fact. Oh my, you have a problem here, let's do something about it. So, I mean, in a way you could call that, okay, I'm being preventative versus me not having this lab for another year. But really, it's still a reaction to something. The Recover Me philosophy is beat it to the punch, right? We can do labs, we can look at all these things to figure out, okay, how do we intervene? But really, I wanna teach you how to intervene now, right now. This is your disease state, this is your habit, if you will, this is your uh, whatever, whatever stressor, whatever, ever in your life is causing you to be unhealthy or to not have the energy you want or to sleep poorly or to have bad relationships or whatnot, let's fix that right now. And do that by encouraging the bodily systems to function optimally. 
that's Recover Me philosophy. So Western alternative medicine, Recover Me is, I think, even separate from that. It takes the best of both worlds. I would, if there was a word for it, I would call the Recover Me philosophy the most integrative form of medicine there is because it's taking the best out of all the worlds out there in medicine and yet really trying to be proactive, uh, one step ahead of anything that may be of concern in the future or even today. Of course, the Recover Me Medicine does use lab work. It does use specialized testing, toxin testing, stool testing, HPA axis testing, hormonal testing, gut testing. We do that stuff, but really, and honestly, and this is where I really get excited about this to the point of having goosebumps, is I don't need to do all those tests on you. Would they help me? Yeah. Would they maybe get me the information to give to you a little quicker than if I hadn't done it? Yeah. But really, it's just like I tell my medical students and residents all the time that come rotate with me. I want you, while you're in my office, to go back to the first year of medical school. Basic biochemistry. Matter of fact, go all the way back to your freshman or sophomore year in college. And I want you to remember basic biochemistry, basic chemistry, basic physiology, basic anatomy. If you know those, you understand the Recover Me philosophy. In other words, it happens down at a cellular level. It happens where all other processes start and come up forward. In the Western and even the alternative practices I'm talking about, we start on the grand scale going down. I want to start at the bottom, at the cellular level, and come up. And so you have to know the basics to help people figure out conditions, how to solve those conditions, how to prevent them from ever recurring if they have them. And again, back to what I stated in the first couple minutes of this podcast, and that is quality of life. That's what really matters. I tell people all the time, you know what? I don't care how healthy you are or unhealthy you are. If the good Lord says you're done, you're done. So enjoy it while you can. Let's keep your quality of life as high as possible while you're here. All right, so now let me, now that I've kind of explained the Recover Me philosophy, let me get into a little bit of the history of medicine. Just, again, I'm not going into too much detail. I'm not going to go all the way back to Hippocrates, the father of Western medicine. I'm going to go not quite that far back, but I want you to just kind of get an understanding of where we are today and what we're doing. But before I do that, I do have to tell you one thing. I am Western trained. I'm an osteopathic physician. I trained in Kansas City. I'm a pharmaceutical patsy as well. We are trained to write drugs. And so I had to change my thinking, change my approach, change my philosophy to approach and hear patients because I couldn't just listen for the right symptom, pick the drug out of the air as to which you'll fix it or at least bandage it and then consider all the side effects, reactions, interactions, contraindications, all those things with each drug, hand it to the person and go see the next one. I have to change that. So uh, openly admitting I am a pharmaceutical patsy, but I'm doing my best to integrate the excellent medicines we have available out there to help, again, improve quality of life. So let's go to the history of modest and medicine, but one more step before I do that, and that is, I want to pose a question that we'll answer towards the end. What's more powerful, genetics or epigenetics? If you're not familiar with the term epigenetics, epi means above, above or on top of. So genetics, your genetics, my height, my stature, my beautiful wavy Fabio type hair are all genetically determined. My 
Epigenetics are my environment. The toxins I'm exposed to, the stresses I'm exposed to, the allergies I may have had, the infections I may have had or exposed to, those things change my genetics. And so what I want to know are which is more powerful? And let me give you those older people out there like me watching this. Do you guys remember the movie uh, Eddie Murphy, Trading Places? That was the classic question. What is more powerful? Environment or genetics is basically what they asked in that movie. So let's go on to some basic history of medicine. Let's start with Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton is very important because he stated laws dictate nature. And that thinking is what gives rise to if X, then Y. Right? It's very reductionist. It's stepwise. Okay? Basic stuff. Darwin. Darwin as well. Also in his uh, discovery of evolution and how animals change over time due to pressure also made it very if X, then Y. It made it very systematic, very stepwise, very reductionist, if you will. In medicine, we think of it this way. A, obesity. B, high cholesterol equals C, heart disease. Okay, so what does Western medicine do? It intervenes at B. Oh, we have high cholesterol. Let's give them a statin drug and lower it, and hopefully we can change C. But we change that reductionist model for heart disease by changing a number on paper with uh, an expensive drug with lots of side effects. Well, I think there's an error there. And I think medicine has shown that there are errors there. There's something called the NNT, numbers needed to treat. And I encourage you to go look that up and see what that really means. Look up the medicine you're taking on the internet and look at its NNT, numbers needed to treat. See how many people need to take that medication to get the benefit of that medication. But remember, even if you're not one of the lucky ones, for example, I'll use, I'll use statin as an example, less than, or it's over 100, I can tell you that. I can't remember the exact number, but for every 100 people that take a statin drug, one person may benefit. But those other 99 still suffer the cost, the side effects, and everything else with that. So look that up, because that's a very reductionist A, then B, then C model. The new medicine, the medicine that really gave rise to the Recover Me philosophy was actually based on quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and quantum theory. And that is things are interrelated. And that is you cannot remove the observer from the experiment. So in Western medicine, classic scientific testing by, via the scientific message, method is it's meant to remove the scientist and just watch the experiment. That is humanly impossible. You cannot remove the experimenter from the experiment. Okay, I think that's very well shown in any pharmaceutical drug. Any bias that may be out there that's present is in those studies. Well, we understand that using the basic quantum theory is that the observer's interactions play the environment, even thoughts influence the final outcome. There's a great uh, quantum mechanics story uh, named the Schrodinger's cat. And Schrodinger's cat is a cat that was put in a box. And I'm going to explain this very 
Simply, I hope, it's a really neat story in great detail if you find someone smarter than me to tell you. But this cat went into this box, and into the box went a radioactive isotope that had a very well-known decay rate. And at one hour's time, that cat would either be alive or dead. You don't know until you open the box. And what that does, that makes you, as the observer, part of the equation. Because at that one hour mark, that cat is neither alive nor dead. He's in that flux until the observer opens a box and makes it an end experiment. That cat's alive, thank goodness. Or that cat's good, thank, or dead, thank goodness. Depends on your view of cats. That theory gives rise to thinking about all the interplay of your environment. So, back to our obesity, high cholesterol equals heart disease. Let's look at it now as a kind of a circle. Let's say obesity causes inflammation, which causes high cholesterol, which causes heart disease. Well, heart disease also causes inflammation. And obesity has different mechanisms directly to cause high heart disease. And obesity also can cause high lipid numbers because of an inflammatory process or possibly an infectious process. In other words, everything's related. You can't just pick one and treat a number and assume that your outcomes are better. You have to look at every individual step. And that's where the Recover Me philosophy steps in. We look at every single potential influencer on your health and help you deal with it. Whether it be an exercise, appropriate exercise, of course, whether it be stress reduction, whether it be helping you build relationships or mend relationships or take the right supplement or utilize the Western drug. There's plenty of good ones out there that we use in this type of medicine because they have a wonderful role in that overall health picture. In other words, rather than just treating a number on paper with a, a, a drug, Let's look at all the mediators around it and how they're influencing the person and how that influence can be optimized for a better quality of life. Does that make sense? That's really what we're after in the Recover Me Method. And that's, that's why I wanted to explain to you the, the, the reductionist theory versus a quantum theory and say, okay, there's a much bigger picture here. So that being said, let's go back to that question I posed a little earlier. What's more powerful, genetics or epigenetics? So understanding, once again, that epigenetics means above genetics. It's the outside influencers. Let's talk some quickly about something called genetic determinism. Okay, Genetic determinism is kind of how we think. It kind of goes back to that Newton theory that laws dictate the universe. Uh, the Darwin's uh, genetic codes. The whole... The whole, the whole pathway of science has made us think we are determined for things. I cannot tell you how many times I've had young men and women in my practice tell me that they're not going to do anything about a potential disease state because mom had it and I'm going to have it. The one I hear daily, daily, well, mom had diabetes, so I'm going to have diabetes. A classic one I've heard and unfortunately I've seen come true too often it's from a 47-year-old male who says, Doc, why, uh, why should I quit smoking and eat right? My dad had a heart attack at this age. I'm going to have a heart attack at this age, so I'm just going to enjoy myself. Well, unfortunately, you predicted the future because I've seen that, unfortunately. Young men passing on because they gave in to genetic determinism. 
I don't think that's right. As a matter of fact, if you really look at the studies, only 5% of cancers and heart disease are directly determined by genetics. Only 5%. That means there's other influences out there. Right? I can tell you this. It's well known that 85% of all disease states we see in a Western medicine practice have a stress influence. Oh, so there is something coming from the outside. The stressors of life. Right? That's epigenetics. To me, genetic determinism isn't necessarily an appropriate word. I don't think anything's genetically determined except maybe your height, your flowing, waving hair, your eye colors, the fact you have freckles or not. Those things are genetic determinants. Health is not. You may have genetic predispositions. And to go back to the example of the diabetic Uh, or the future diabetic who comes and says, Doc, there's nothing I can do. Mom was a diabetic. Dad was a diabetic. I'm going to be diabetic. There's no gene for diabetes, I tell them. However, you grew up in their house. You learned how to eat like they do. You genetically inherited their exercise habits. That's why you have diabetes. That's epigenetic. That's influence from the outside. And so that, I think I've already answered our question. What is more powerful, genetics or epigenetics? It's epigenetics. It's influences from the outside. And I'll give you a short list of epigenetic influences in a minute and then how the Recover Me philosophy will help with that. The thing I want you to understand about genetics, I picture them more like a light switch on a dimmer, right? So my smoking, my alcohol drinking, my lack of exercise, my processed foods, well, I've turned that light switch on if dad had heart disease. Now it's on. Now the dimmer is going to up or down based on my lifestyle. So if I change all those things, that light might still be on, but I can turn the dimmer switch down. I've bettered myself. And in doing so, almost universally, you better your quality of life with that too. So think of genetics more as a light switch on a dimmer versus hard, set, in stone, mom had this disease, dad had this condition, I'm going to have it. I could just go over a list of every single condition out there from cognitive dysfunction, Alzheimer's disease, to heart disease, cancers, all of them apply to that. There's not a gene for any one of those. It's more epigenetic. So epigenetic influences on you, all sorts of things, stresses, toxins, including biotoxins, nutrition, diet, food. There was a great study. It used little mice called agouti mice. Now, the agouti mice have a gene removed from them that made them all fat, but also turned their skin dark brown, right? Well, what these, this great experiment showed with those, even though these mice had this gene removed, that if they were fed a good meals with the appropriate vitamins, then the next generation would be the right color and lean. And so the basic story, and the way I remember the headline of this thing, and it might not be appropriate now in our current political setting, but diet trumps genes, right? So never mind the Trump part. Just, just know the diet overrides even your genes. And these sweet little goody mice have shown that. So we have toxins, stressors, nutrition, our movement. Your movement dictates everything. And not just because you build muscle and burn fat. It's not a calorie issue. There's enzymes in your muscles that change our bodies, which we can't understand. One of the best things you can do for long-term 
health, well-being, and longevity is move. There's something about muscle movement that changes enzymes in your system, also changes genes, changes futures. So movement's a big part of this. Allergies I mentioned. You may have allergies due to you took an antibiotic as a child, it set your gut off, and now all of a sudden you have allergies to something or asthma. We know there's a huge gut-asthma connection, for example. What was, what's the influencers out there? Infections. We know certain infections can cause all sorts of diseases. I mean, they're well-known in Western medicine. Epstein-Barr virus, or cytomegalovirus, and chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. A lot of neurocognitive changes we can relate back to infectious process. We used to think it was just syphilis that did that, something called neurosyphilis. But now we know, oh my gosh, it's almost every virus out there can cause some genetic or excuse me, some brain issues in the future. So infections are a big thing. Hormones are huge. Hormones, people are racked in their hormones. People just come to me all the time and their hormones are wrecked. It's because of the outside influences, the BPAs and BPBs, which are very estrogenic. All these xenoestrogens come in and change people's bodies. The thyroid getting fried from the nuke plant down the street or the uh, fertilizer plant or any other toxic chemical. Well, once you start changing one hormone, you change them all. And we're going to have full podcasts on the influence of hormones on each other. And when one goes bad, or if you take one from the outside, let's say a thyroid hormone or a birth control pill, you have changed all the other hormones inside. That may start a vicious cycle down for you. So hormones are a huge part of the epigenetic phenomenon. Inflammation, I talked about already, how inflammation is, we now know is kind of the root of most disease states, particularly vascular disease. It's an inflammatory component, not necessarily just a cholesterol component. So inflammation, it can come from your foods, from lack of movement, from stress, from toxins in the environment, chemicals. And it's not the inflammation we think of. It's not when you twist your ankle and you get all red, swollen, and big. It's inflammation at the cellular level that you don't have perception of necessarily until it manifests itself as a disease state. And finally, on my little list here of epigenetic influences that we include and consider in Recover Me is your thoughts and your emotions, your spirituality, and your relationships. Those influence your health. I know that's obvious, but we don't put it in those terms too often. How many times have I seen in my office a wonderful person come in who requests all sorts of lab work because they're certain their hormones are off or they have a disease or have a bad virus or they never got over the flu from the winter or whatnot. We run thousands and thousands of dollars worth of tests. I spend all their money on it or all their insurance company's money on it kind of knowing deep down inside after I get the history that it's probably going to be normal and it comes back normal. But then in further discussion, we talk about the bad relationship at home. If you do not take into account relationships and your inner self, your emotions, the way you respond to the world, then you're missing the boat on health. And that's why the Recovery Me model includes that as one of the epigenetic factors. So that concludes my first podcast, my introduction to Recover Me, the whole series of podcasts. We are so excited to get to you because there's so much information and so many things that you can listen to and take home with and run with. 
and improve the quality of your life, improve the quality of your loved one's lives or a friend or whatnot. Go to the website drwilly.com for all sorts of information that carry the same philosophy. Let us meet you where you are in your health status right now and let us help you help your body recover so you can recover me and enjoy a great quality of life. Until next time, this is Warren Willie. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining Warren on the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willie, your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever you find your best podcasts. To connect with Warren and the community, learn more about naturally healthy living, and claim a free resource to improve your health right away, visit drwilly.com. You'll find all of Dr. Willie's resources there, including best-selling books like Better Than Steroids, The Z Diet, What Does Your Doctor Look Like Naked, and his latest book, Obtainable. Enjoy the body and energy you've always wanted beyond diet and exercise. That's drwilly.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-Y.com. And until next time with Warren, get fit, be healthy, live life, 